Hi, hey, hello, FPL teacher here with the report card of Leeds United. The intriguing thing about this high-pressing side is that even though their top three most owned FPL percentages add up to more than Crystal Palace last episode, the highest owned player is actually a 4.3 million forward in the form of Sam Greenwood. So really, we are going to look at the FPL prospects of Harrison, Melier, Aronson and Co. while looking at the potential prospect of a Moreno Rodrigo coming back who still is owned at 5.5%. FPL enthusiasts would have noticed that Leeds have tweaked their high-pressing style from Bielsa's man-to-man system last season into a front four aggressive press by their four forwards. Backed up by the two central midfielders, their press now is a lot more nuanced and adaptable, crucially, because the biggest flaw of Bielsa's press was that he couldn't adjust when their opponents shifted, which suffered heavy losses to the likes of Man City and Man United, who were fantastic in transition. Now, with this new look transition, sorry, with this new look high press of Leeds, the aim here was to utilize the athletic abilities of young central midfielders Mark Roca and Tyler Adams to win the ball and hit opponents while they are out of position. The biggest benefactors of this have been number one, Moreno Rodrigo, who has scored I don't know how many points in the first four game weeks. But with his injury aside, we looked to the wingers in particular, where Jack Harrison and Luis Sinistera now are attempting to step up and take quality shots. Sinistera is an intriguing quantity because his debut against Everton was relatively lackluster. Everton set the gauntlet for them and set in front of their own penalty area and leads were confined to a lot of shots from range, ultimately the game ending 1-1. But at least we know that Leeds with their pressing style has the capability of dominating the ball. So the question comes down to what kind of matches you foresee Leeds playing moving ahead. The problem revolving around Leeds United's attack really comes down to whether you feel that Moreno Rodrigo slated to be back after the international break will feature in the side because currently the front four are assumed to be Bamford who is also healthy flanked by Harrison and Sinistera while the likes of Aronson and Mark Roca and Tyler Adams will continue to do bits in midfield. Now the interesting thing about Leeds is that Brentford did the same thing to them Sitting deep, waiting to hit them on the counter, and Brentford did this so successfully that they scored five goals. But with Leeds still dominating the ball in the attempt to come back into the game, they started pushing players forward instead of relying on their front four. With Gelhardt as their number nine, he acted as a foil for the attacking midfielders to crowd the box, which is no surprise. But the heroes that stepped up were, firstly, stand-in right-back Luke Ayling, for the injured Christensen who picked up a knock in training. Secondly, Mark Roca had a lot of chances, not only from outside, but he actually managed to link up with the attacking midfielders to have chances in the box. 
So really, in conclusion, if you expect Leeds to have a high-pressing game by the attacking midfielders, but if you feel that Leeds will dominate the ball with their beautiful fixture run-up next, then get either Marco Roca or Christensen slash Luke Ayling. Now, in order to exploit their FPL prospects, we have to look at their upcoming fixtures. Leeds begin their beautiful run here, especially if you're on wildcard, you would have known that they begin their run against Aston Villa and Crystal Palace, two sides that are relatively passive on the ball, so which implies that really Leeds' high-pressing style will dominate the ball here. Now, against Aston Villa, we can perhaps see the overloading abilities of Rodrigo or Bamford bring the likes of their attacking midfielders into play. So we're looking for the most incisive player who will benefit off Bamford's drop-offs. Now, in this particular case, since Bamford has the tendency to drift to the left side, it favours Jack Harrison. If you're more keen on monitoring leads, since we don't know who will start for their first 11, you can wait for three games and invest after the Arsenal match because their run after the Arsenal match still reads Leicester away, Fulham at home, Liverpool away and Southampton at home. Now, investment against Leicester, Fulham and Southampton is a completely different ballgame because we are really looking at Leicester's press come to the fore. So, with that in mind, I want you to imagine that uh, Leeds are going to press a lot of the ball and the likes of Leicester, Fulham and Southampton, especially Fulham and Southampton, will sit deep and wait for transitions. This means that the likes of their right backs and the central midfielders that I've mentioned earlier will attempt to bomb forward in order to create openings. Now, of course, at this stage, Moreno Rodrigo is very likely to be back in the side. So the question comes down to whether you feel Moreno Rodrigo will actually finish the chances created by their deep-lying playmakers, or you feel that the front four will be completely stifled because they are relatively predictable, and we will see somebody else step up. So summarizing what I said earlier, Against Villa and Crystal Palace, the idea is to pick off, pick up players that will benefit off the Patrick Bamford layoffs. So this could apply to any midfielder really, but the attacker that ventures beyond Bamford when he receives the ball currently is still Jack Harrison on the left side. This also means that there is potential for a left back to bomb forward, although Pascal Strauch is slightly awkward as a left back. but. Moving forward, if you're more interested in the Leicester Fulham Southampton run, set pieces are definitely part of the menu, so Harrison does have has some longevity as an FPL gem. But really the value comes down to Moreno Rodrigo sitting at 6.3 million as a midfielder. No matter who plays as a forward, Rodrigo will certainly stake his claim for a starting spot, displacing either Sinistera or Aronson. God forbid. So we have to have a good think about this on whether to jump early on the Leeds wagon because we have seen time and time again that Leeds tend to rest off the American players coming back from international duty. Well, Sinistera got called up for Ecuador. 
sorry, I think it's Colombia. So really uh, monitor the injury news and if the timing is right and Sinistera is rested, Moreno Rodrigo is brought back early, you know the stars are lining for you for that home game against Aston Villa on your wildcard. Now, beating Leeds high and aggressive press this season has been quite a fascinating case study because ever since Klopp and Pochettino brought their version of Gurgen Press to the league, we've seen many managers attempting to implement something similar and Jesse Marsh isn't out of the exclusion list. So, Leeds have played against the likes of Wolves, Southampton, Brighton, Everton and Brentford. I do not include Chelsea because Leeds convincingly beat them here. And there have been various results. In theory, to beat a press, you have to break their lines. So the question comes down to how you do it. Sometimes you do it through individual player ability. If you are a side that wins a lot of fouls like Brentford, by all means, if you have a lot of players with dribbling ability like Southampton, by all means, go for it. So Leeds did fall foul to a lot of cautions and mistimed tackles against Brentford here, which is how the likes of Tony profited from free kicks and penalties. Whereas against Southampton, they were less effective. Now, that's the straightforward route. And moving forward, if we are looking to see or look for a team that will take advantage of this type of productivity, we are looking at Crystal Palace up next. Wilfred Zaha might be the one winning the fouls, but the people profiting of these fouls, as we have seen earlier this season against Man City, would be Mark Anderson. Now, if we were to look at bypassing the Leeds press by playing a lot of balls out wide, we would be learning from Graham Potter's Brighton, who stretched Leeds' defence all the way across the bridge. Uh, Wolves attempted to do it as well, and... So we are looking at teams that can rely on long balls that will hit teams on the counter with direct runs over the top of their Leeds defence. And in this particular case, we are looking at teams like Fulham and Leicester up next who will employ the quick paces of Daka, Harvey Burns and to some extent Andreas Pereira in order to hit them on the counter really. Leicester did this exactly last season when they met and this was where Harvey Barnes truly shine despite Leeds dominating the ball. The last avenue of attack really is to just sit back and absorb all this Leeds intense pressure while limiting them to shots that aren't very high quality. In Everton's 1-1 draw, they did it well to some degree and you can expect the like of Aston Villa and perhaps Fulham since this game against Fulham will be played at Ellen Road to be a full-on Leeds-dominating-the-ball type of a performance. And this basically doesn't favour anybody particularly, maybe the goalkeeper. But that's really what we are looking at in terms of targeting Leeds as FPL prospects. The narrative around Leeds begin with Moreno Rodrigo because of his ability to break horizontal lines with his vertical runs. It remains that way, 
especially after the international break because of his slated return combined with the impending quote-unquote rest of South American players such as Luis Inistera and perhaps the Americans as well. Up next, I will cover Man United's exploits so far, follow in order to receive prompt updates from myself. This is FPL Teacher speaking, signing off.